0: Letter, cabinet maker and University of Melbourne PhD student. He's currently involved as one of the organizers in, in the University of Melbourne for Palestine Group. Please welcome Akimir. good morning. My name is Ahmed. I'm from in North Lebanon, for those who don't know. I'm here today because five days ago, Israel bombed Dahiya, And what their narrative suggests to us, and what they want us to believe, is that this is only an isolated incident. That this is one of one. That there is no other incident which is connected to this. What we are here to say, and what I am here to tell you, is that this is nothing new. That for 75 years, 80 years, Israel has embarked on a process and a project of ethnic cleansing and genocide. And that this is fueled by American imperialism, but also Israeli imperialism. We cannot make them one and the same. They are two separate things. But both of them are fueled by the same systems of oppression which have oppressed every single indigenous person in this world for over 300 years. That there have been processes of colonialism which are entrenched solely on white privilege and white supremacy. And this is what the project represents. It is an outpost of white supremacy in the Middle East. It is an outpost of American imperialism, of Zionist imperialism in the Middle East. And what I'm here to tell you today is a little bit of history to connect what happened on the 2nd of January to what happened in 1956. For those who don't know, the man of Nasser in 1956 nationalized the Suez Canal after 81 years of colonial control. The French and the British had monopolized the Suez Canal for 81 years. 1956 Nasser nationalized it what he also did was he blocked off the Straits of Tehran from Israel and he told them that from here on out we will no longer have access to the Red Sea you will no longer have access to the Indian Ocean you will no longer have unimpeded access to your economic pursuits at our expense to do so is something we can no longer agree with on our moral compass because we stand with the Palestinian people and what did they do the British the French and Israel did one thing they banded together they formed a force, and the plan was simple. Israel would invade first, then the British and the French would invade. And so on the 29th of September, Israel invaded, and then the British and French joined them a few days later. The plan was simple. Take back the Suez Canal. Take back the Sinai oil fields, oil fields the ones that Nasser had also nationalized. depose of Nasser and import in a new puppet government So they could enshrine and entrench that political and um, economic goal of an American and an Israeli control over the Middle East. That was their goal. They failed. And you know why they failed? This is why I said that American imperialism and Zionist imperialism are two separate things. Because the Americans sided with the Egyptians against the Israelis. Why? We need to look at now why. Because at that time, in 1956, what the Israelis did was they went against the Americans. The American goal was simple. They wanted Gamal Abdel Nasser under their thumb. Now, today, Americans do nothing about the genocide. Why? Because it is what they want. And it's something we cannot forget. We cannot say that Israel is a pariah state, that Israel exists in isolation. Israel acts so long as it is permitted to do so by the colonial governments abroad, by the imperialist governments abroad, which fund them, which buy from them, and which support them in their every endeavor. In 1972, for those who don't know, Hassan Kanafani was assassinated in Beirut with his niece. Why? Why was a rioter assassinated in Beirut in 1972? What connection that it have to now. It is because Israel has entrenched a policy that it can kill whoever it will, whenever it will, however it will, and no one can tell them yes or no, except for their own desires. And that if you have even a word of critique, what would they tell you? Self-defense. That you can commit ethnic cleansing in self-defense, that you can commit genocide in self-defense so long as you pull this card. But when Middle Easterners pull self-defense, what do we see? What did we see for decades? What are they called? Thank you very much. In 1978, from memory, or 1976, 1978, (laughs) Israel invaded the Latani up to the Latani River in uh, Lebanon, for those who don't know. Why? Again, the same mentality. Because this is what imperialism is. Imperialism is the exportation of not just borders, of not just resources, but of interests of making sure that nowhere in the world is a safe haven for those who oppose you and those who critique you. And what was Lebanon then? A safe haven for those who critique Israel. So what did they do? They invaded with impunity up into the Latani River. And that's what they had done. And for a week they had controlled and they had killed hundreds of Lebanese people and Palestinian people with impunity, with American support. Eventually they were kicked out. What happened in 1981? This is a completely separate incident, but I'm going to show you how imperialism connects. In 1981, Iraq had bought a nuclear reactor from France for $300 million for the purpose of nuclear research. Its goal was simple, to liberate Iraq, to move away from fossil fuels, and to pioneer new techniques of science that was their goal 300 million dollars this was not lent to them this was not given to them by the money they had stole from the colonized people that did not make this money off the backs of those who they had pressed this was their own money and that was their goal to spend their money to better up. this is something of course that's very foreign to america because much of its money has come from the theft of our money but nevertheless what did israel do they bombed the reactor in 1981. They claimed that the reactor was going to be used for the production of bombs. Now I want to remind you that at that time, Iraq had been a signatory of the Non-proliferation of Weapons Treaty, of Nuclear Weapons Treaty. This was what they had signed. Israel had it. And what Iraq had done was they had brought in hundreds of foreign observers to certify and to prove that what they were doing was purely science. And you know what happened after they bombed it? Foreign observers, yet again, went in and produced the same reports that we see now in Iraq when we saw in Iraq in the 2000s. There was no intent and there was no capability to produce weapons of mass destruction. This was simply a research centre. This was simply a position, a place for Iraq to pioneer, to produce science. And now, as many of us people will know, and people of colonised backgrounds, of indigenous backgrounds will know, it is always a question of what if. What if they hadn't killed us? What if they hadn't stolen from us? What if they hadn't pillaged us? What happened if they didn't oppress us? Now, if after four decades that nuclear centre had remained, maybe we would have been looking at a Middle East which has moved away entirely from fossil fuels. But no, of course not. Because we have to cater to Israel's right to self-defense. How could we forget? A few years later, actually no, one year later, in 1982, what did they do again? They invaded Lebanon, again. And this time, they didn't stop the Letani River. They went all the way up to Beirut. They controlled West Beirut. They had controlled Lebanon for decades. Now, there is a sentiment that in 2006 the job was done, that Israel was kicked out 24 years later. This is not true. As many of us know, they still occupy Lebanese lands until today. The blue line which mandates the border between Israel and Lebanon is a line which is only catering to Israeli interests. That they were told, they told us when they had built this line of demarcation, this was temporary. That one day Lebanon would get her lands back. Still to today, we do not see this. Still to today, Israel maintains that there is threat of war at any time, that the Lebanese people must be put down at any given moment. So now, what we have seen is that for 75 years, if not some end change is that Israel has been given the impunity to colonize, to imperialize, to kill, and to slaughter wholesale. It is no wonder then that the latest escalation in the genocide has been permitted. And I say it has been permitted because as we saw in 1956, America had no qualms with stopping Israel when it was invading Egypt. But now, Now they supply and support the wholesale massacre of Palestinians with no qualms because it serves their interests. Why? Because to the American people, to the North American people, the American government, to the colonial governments, to the imperial governments, to Europe, the Palestinian people have been known as a Palestinian problem for decades. And that this genocide will solve that problem. That is their mentality. It will solve their problem. It will free up the resources. That is what they want. And so now when we stand up against struggle, when we stand up against the oppression, when we stand in solidarity, what we are standing against is not just Israel, we are standing against each and every single imperial project, each and every single colonial project. So long as there remains even one, even one vestige of colonialism and imperialism, the job's not finished. So long as there remains one settler colonial state, the job's not finished. Because because they all support each other, they all fund each other, and they all enjoy each other's company, so long as there is one. It is no wonder why Australia, for example, the great settled colonial state of Australia, so heartedly supports Israel. And has done so for decades. We are not surprised. Why does America do it, for example? Why does Canada do it? Why? Because if you criticize Israel as a settled colonial state, you criticize it yourself. It is why in the education systems, it's why in the textbooks, you never learn about why your own state is bad. You might learn that there was once a people which are here before you occupied them, as if they are not no longer here. As if they somehow disappeared when the British arrived, when the French arrived. No. So, this is what our duty is. It is not just, it is not just to talk and to see. It is to take action. It is to continue to struggle and fight against every single vestige of imperialism and colonialism.